At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. The lighter side of football. Unstinking believable. This is all pro lines with your host, Kostaki Economopoulos and Aaron Hodges. You want to crown them? Then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. The Bloody Falcons are victorious in London. The Bills are the new bullies on the block. The Chargers beat down the Browns and the Bears embarrass the Raiders. It's all pro lines, week five. That's even that's a W. Hey guys, you excited about the world famous Falcons coming to London? Hey, fuck the Falcons! The sights are much better than the Falcons! What? What? The what? Oh, come on, man! That's our international correspondent, Andreas Economopoulos, in London for the London game with the Falcons and the Jets talking to some rowdy, drunken guys. It's all pro lines. Hey, Kostaki. Hey, Aaron. Welcome in, everybody. We're excited. We got it was a hell of a weekend of football. Oh my goodness, so many great games. I mean, wow, we and yes, baby bro is in uh, is in London with a bunch of buddies, seeing the Falcons, watching the Falcons beat the Jets. The Falcons are two and three, but if they only played teams from New York City, they'd be five and zero oh right now. Ah, yeah. Well, it's too bad you can't play them every week, huh? It's too bad. <laughs> the Giants might not be able to field the team right now. They're so banged up. Oh my goodness! There's a Mash is doing a reboot on the sideline of the Jets uh, of the Giants. <laughs> no question. That team. Oh my goodness! It's crazy how many injuries they have. Yeah. So Daniel Jones went down with a concussion. He tried to walk away from it, but he looked like he was in like the eighth round with Drago. He was stumbling all over the place, man. It was kind of scary. Right. He got his bell rung so hard the stock exchange opened. You see, he's from. <laughs> New York City. Yeah, and the Barkley was carted off, and that was crazy. You're already without, what, th- three of their best receivers are gone? Well, you could make the argument that Kadarius Tony is their best receiver now. After this game, you certainly can. My goodness, he looked great. That boy good. That boy good. 
I have some thoughts about him, but I'm going to save them. I uh, there's a teaser for you that he might appear in a later segment. Yeah, man, so many good games, Chiefs and Chargers, and oh man, I just I just I can't I can't believe how many good games there were. Chiefs and Bills. I said it wrong. I said it wrong. Chargers, Chargers and Browns was one of the other great games. There was so many good games. I I melded them together. That's true. Hello to everybody in the chat. We missed you last week. We had a nice little thunder and lightning storm, and social media was on the fritz. So uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. That was only a week ago. Now, my goodness, I know it feels like at least a lifetime ago. But uh, hello, hello, and uh, yeah, anytime. You know, hit us up with a comment, question, and uh, we'll address it. What's up? Say we gotta say hello to Josh. Barry, Andrea, Susan, Ron, and Steve just popped in. He says, hey, guys, longtime listener to the podcast. First time watching live. Well, thanks for joining us, Steve. Oh, it's nice. Jerry Oliver just bought some tickets to the uh, Indianapolis appearance of Kostaki Economopolis doing stand-up. So it'll be good to see you, Jerry. Very nice. Uh, what about you, Steve? You're an indie. Come on out. <laughs> What's be, your uh, excuse? <laughs> yeah, I'll be doing helium here in a month and a half or so. Come join the fun. Well, should we jump into some jokes and then talk about the games and stuff after? Yeah. Did you wake up in time to uh, watch the Falcons? We had a sick toddler around here, <laughs> so I missed, a, I missed a lot of the beginning. But I saw the second half, essentially. Gotcha. Was, which wasn't the good half to watch as a Falcons fan. <laughs> not generally the good half to watch, and not in this case either. Right. But yeah, it was. I like the international games. I think they're a great idea. They're good for spreading the brand around the globe, and I think they're fun. I was actually surprised to see, here's a little fact look before we dive into jokes. The NFL is committed to multiple uh, games in England every year, one game in Mexico, and tomorrow, Tuesday, they're going to announce the three finalist cities for a game in Germany. Ger- yeah, they've been talking about that for a little while now, haven't they? I think when they were doing the NFL Europe teams, the German teams had a lot of success, and so they're ready now to go back and test the waters there. And do a regular season NFL game in Germany in the coming years. Yeah. Which is awesome. I feel like there's a decent amount of Americans in Germany, too, with the, with the armed forces and everything over there, too. So, you know, they like to tie that in. Right. Of course. Yes. Germans, as a group of foreigners, they speak some good English over there. Like, Germans <laughs> are... When you meet a German, you're, I'm almost always blown away by how good their English is. It's amazing. As a matter of fact, I anyway. think, isn't your brother, Ethan's brother, lives in Germany now? Yeah, my yeah. brother lives in Germany. Oh, okay. He goes to college there because it's free tuition. <laughs> so he's smart. Football fan or no? <laughs> no. Oh, no. He won't be in attendance. <laughs> my brother has German blood now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I know we try, try to get into the jokes, but do uh, there's a big story that Josh actually put us on to. I didn't even know that Andreas was going to be meeting his uh, donor. In London. Yeah. Well, he met him before. He's been there before and done that before. But he went and hooked up with him and they ran around. They kind of had this like, you know, someday when the Falcons play in London, we'll meet up there kind of thing. And they followed through on it, even though it was a pretty tough year to be traveling around. They did it. And it sounds awesome. I, I haven't even had a chance to catch up with Andreas yet. But that story's awesome. Like, it's been seven, eight years ago now. Andreas got full... I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into the technical stuff, and some of it's a drag, but Andreas went through hell with uh, with leukemia, had a really tough version of it, and ended up with a whole new set of blood from a donor to the point that he literally did like the 23andMe or whatever, and all of his – it shows up that he's all German. Like he's literally <laughs> – his, his different blood. Wow, really? 
Yeah, it's kind of, it's just kind of amazing if you think about it. And so the guy that he actually knows who the donor is, and he's got this weird sort of parallel life. It's like a middle class kind of guy, guy, dad who has two kids and likes soccer. It's weird that they have these sort of parallel lives. It's pretty cool that they're buddies now. So it's a great story. It, I forget the numbers, but it was some astronomical thing. There's some 13 million or something people in the global registry to be donors for something like this. And Andreas matched two of them. And this was one of them. And he came through and did the thing and saved his life, quite literally. You know, it's a pretty cool story. I mean, the least the Falcons could do is win for him when he goes to see him in London. You know, that's the least they could do. Jeez. <laughs> they beat the Jets. They beat they, the, the Jets. The least they could do. That is the least they could do. <laughs> and they did it. They did do it. <laughs> so let's do some jokes about England. It was a fun subject to write jokes about this week. The two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is brought to you by Daily Comedy News. It's what's happening in comedy 10 days a week. Oh, 10 minutes a day, seven days a week. Daily Comedy News, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> My bad. He's doing that shit 10 days a week. <laughs> 10 days a week. Other podcasts, they're just doing seven days a week, and that's crazy. John goes the extra mile. He works really, really hard 10 days a week. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you got to change your slogan, John. <laughs> the NFL games we give England are the Halloween equivalent of giving out toothbrushes, right? It's... Falcons, Jets, and Dolphins, Jaguars. You thought the food in England made you sick. <laughs> Poor England. COVID, Brexit, now this. We spent 100 years telling them soccer is boring. Then we send them Falcons, Jets. <laughs> and I kept seeing as, the, you know, as we got closer to the weekend, how to watch Falcons, Jets. I kept popping up in all the different places I was surfing around looking at stuff. Weirdly, the answer wasn't with a Jim Beam IV, because I think that would be a good way to watch <laughs> Yeah, when you did that joke in, in word form, it looked like it was Jim Beam 4, Roman numerals. <laughs> sometimes you don't know why a joke doesn't work, but sometimes it's very clear once you try it out. And you're like, oh, doesn't read well. The Falcons got a 17 zip and they did nothing for two hours. The last time the English saw a terrible defense like this against Jets, it was World War II. Who gives the halftime speeches in Atlanta? The anti-Churchill? We shall lay down on the beaches. We shall give up in the fields. We shall concede in the air. We shall always surrender. It's <laughs> pretty good, Churchill, buddy. <laughs> they hung in. That's what's the Churchill, yeah. Thank God I don't make money from my accent skills. Uh, Falcons wore their gradient uniforms, which, by the way, I love. They start off bright, then fade to nothing. Gee, I wonder where they got the inspiration for that. <laughs> Calvin Ridley did not make the trip to London for personal reasons. And the rest of the Falcons were like, you can do that? You can just not go to the game? Because you don't really, yeah. I have a personal reason. I'm embarrassed by the logo. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> it was a home game for the Falcons. So, you know, when in Rome, the Falcons piped in fake, polite silence. Mm, mm. It's just the sound of steam coming off tea. <laughs> By the way, the father of the Falcons coach founded FedEx. This is true. And the Falcons owner founded Home Depot. You'd think they could deliver a fucking rebuild by now? It's the, the supply line. It's backed up, man. Is that it? Yeah. Is the COVID? Yeah, yeah. There's some, there's, some, <laughs> there's some unemployment benefits that are better than the money it takes to... 
This is the best thing about NFL football in England. Their Big Ben still has two arms that work. <laughs> there's always a Big Ben joke to be had when there's a game in London. <laughs> there is. There, you don't have to worry about your daughters around their Big Ben. We can hey do now, seven hey Big now. Ben. That's right. Big Ben has their Big Ben has more mobility. You see, we can we can do a lot of jokes about Big Ben. <laughs> Let's talk more about Atlanta and then maybe do some more jokes after that. Can we do that? Are we allowed to break up the two minute drill? Buddy, it's our show. We can do whatever we want. Okay, let's do that. Do we have more clips from Andreas? I, I wish I was there. I want to hear more. I, I haven't even had a deep dive into the whole adventure yet. Yeah, but I, real quick, I got to shout out Thomas Fuller on, on the joke. Arthur Blank started Home Depot so he could always get wood. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's an old man, you see. Yeah, He's... yeah. Andreas talked to this fella about an interesting set up with the fields. I didn't know this. Hopefully this works. Here we go. You mentioned that the, the field, they have two pitches there? Yes. In Tottenham? Yes. The, the football field's underneath? The soccer, yes, the football field is underneath, and soccer, as you Americans call it, is the top pitch with the grass. Wow, I had no idea. And, oh yes, the, this ground was built. The NFL have put money into the Tottenham ground. Huh. So that they can have up to four games per year, and um, and they've got designated changing rooms for NFL teams. Wow! So enough for the fifty-two man or fifty-three man uh, squad and everything else. That's fantastic. Million well, hey, Thank you for the information from all pro lines. Much thank you very much. A real pro, <laughs> real pro. <laughs> <laughs> That part makes me laugh. Andreas being professional at the sign-off. <laughs> so then he got a little uh, unprofessional with some other clowns. Let's see. <laughs> it's probably the drinking. So how does the field Are work? Are you a Falcons fan? Of course, man. Of course You're I a Falcons fan. Fucking Falcons. Yes, yes. That's what's up, man. What, what, about, what's up. what about the Jets? Fuck the Jets, man. <laughs> Fuck the Jets, man. Fuck the Jets, man. <laughs> How does the field work? Does it roll out? Do they have the other field where they roll it off and then the football field remains underneath? Is it like a giant ice skating rink kind of thing? That's the way I understood it. Of course, I, something was getting lost in translation with like, you know, they call who calls soccer football and football soccer and all, and all that. And I was like, oh, my mind. But yeah, the way I understood it is like one of the fields is on top and it comes, yeah, like a part like this maybe. And then down, and the other one pops up and goes out. That's the way I pictured it. That's amazing. That's amazing technology to do anything even remotely like that. So this year, there's only two games in London, but they have had three game series. I imagine they'll return to that. And it sounds like from this guy, like maybe the NFL's aimed for four. I think that's awesome. Yeah. We also saw a video that he sent too with like, um, all kinds of jerseys, like every team was represented in there, even though it was the Falcons versus Jets. So I guess they're really into it. And so what is it? Next week is the Jaguars? Yes, the Jaguars are the most teams are like hiding, like hoping that they never get picked to go play in London. The Jaguars, <laughs> have a, they have an agreement to play in London every year. So, you know, they're owned by a uh, 
<laughs> mustache, tweezling, a weird foreigner <laughs> who owns a soccer team in England. Shad Khan. <laughs> Let me pull up a picture. Yeah. From what I've heard from this guy, he's awesome. He's thoughtful and global and interesting, but he looks like a bad guy from a movie for sure. <laughs> Hold on. I got, I got the perfect, perfect picture. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Shad's got a he's got an international kind of approach to things. And even if he never just up and moves the team to London, at least he's going to build some fan base there and sell <laughs> that's great. <laughs> he's always wearing a really nice suit too. So he, he just he just looks like a bad guy. You could see like who would he be up against? Some kind of a I'll tell you what. Uh, if he was a character in Mario Kart, I'd probably roll with him. <laughs> this particular picture with the hair. It's between yeah, him and Waluigi. Barry <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> said it looks like Cheech Marin. Yeah, he does a little. That's right. A little bit, a little bit. Ron Jeremy. Yeah, these are all yep, good points. Yep. <laughs> John Wick. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got some uh we got some injuries that we got to talk about. We had Daniel Jones, we had Saquon Barkley, Joe Burrow went to the hospital with a throat contusion. He's fine. He's just stayed for a little while. He went back last night. Throat contusion, which is weird because it was their kicker who choked. Am I right everybody? <laughs> Yo. Three what is it? Three missed field goals in the last minute of regulation? And uh, Crosby had three in a row after hitting, like, I think it was 37 in a row prior. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. And, you know, thank goodness for him, at least, from his point of view. The last one was the winner, so all that kind of gets washed away. But he had a terrible night. Yeah. Russell Wilson had a brutal finger injury. He's targeting week 10 as a return week. Or maybe he was pointing to 11. It's very hard to tell. <laughs> oh, my God. Ethan, can we showcase your fingers? He's got the oh, he's yeah. got the freakiest the yeah. freakiest fingers. Look at this hand. Look at this All hand. Right. Hold on. I gotta, Look at yeah, what he can yeah, do yeah. with his hand. So I got a few tricks, right? First, I can <laughs> I can like layer them pretty good. Do you see this? That's kind of like oh my that's goodness. not that bad. But then this is the one that everyone likes. What? I could like do a <laughs> little flip. You should call that, that one skydiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite one. <laughs> That's the one everyone freaks out about. That one I've never seen ever. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There, bring it back stupid human tricks. Yeah, here. yeah. Do you, have to, do, you have pay, do you have to pay David Letterman to do this segment? <laughs> I tell you, if, if you're not uh, on the Patreon, it's worth it just to see that those hands, man. If you, if you didn't catch the live stream, it's worth it just to catch those hands, man. Steve commented, WTF, exclamation point, question mark. Right? My man. Point, question mark. Which is a fair question. <laughs> my, my, my goes, how much pussy do you slay? My man, Matt. You and me. My man. <laughs> He's kind of like a bar stool, you know? You can just, he can handle four at a time, probably. Oh. That's a genuine gut laugh for me. Oh Matt. my That's goodness! Funny. <laughs> it's nice when the peanut gallery roasts some of the characters on the pod. I think that's always good. 
Look at those uh, fingers. He should expect a call from Urban Meyer's girlfriend. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's right. Nice. God, the Urban Meyer comedy. It's been fun. It's so fun. It's got legs. It definitely does. I didn't think it was going to. I thought it would go away, but it just won't. I actually posted on all pro lines, you know, football terms and phrases that make you think of Urban Meyer. And we had like a hundred something submissions, you know. There's this, any possible illegal use of the hands and going for two and hitting the A-gap. I mean, it's just, it goes on. Hands under center, roughing the snapper, <laughs> stack the box, flea flicker, muffed a punt. It just, there's so unnecessary muffness. Come on, that's funny. Uh, winning in the trenches, the tight end coming across the middle. The backside was uncovered. Illegal motion, splitting the uprights. Slot receiver. Nice, yeah. Butt fumble, pushing the pile, the icky shuffle. Come on. it's There's comedy everywhere. Michael Myers from Halloween chases fewer younger women, you know, in October. <laughs> <laughs> According to his marriage license, uh, Urban was offsides. <laughs> and with Urban and Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford, I haven't heard this much finger talk since eighth grade. Mm, so it, was, yeah. it was a crazy week. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that's 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 probably that's probably enough jokes. Are we gonna get? Uh, are we getting Glenn in here? We could have Glenn for taps and and the quiz and everything, or we could do we could do which comes first. He's scheduled to come in any minute now, but yeah, we, let's go to which comes first. Which comes first? All right. But now it's time for which comes first. Oh yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. All right, this one's kind of long range and more theoretical, but we saw Justin Herbert just put on a show. My goodness. And he's got some crazy stats. I think I heard today he's he has the most games in the first two years of starting with 300 yards or more. Okay. And it's only week five. Like he's crushing records left and right, all kinds of records. So which comes first? League MVP, Justin Herbert, or League MVP, Patrick Mahomes? Oh, you're talking this year? No, I mean, it could be this year. I mean, I, theoretically, either one of those guys could win it this year. Hasn't Mahomes won it already? He has won it already, yes. And he's the kind of guy who's always going to be in the mix to win it, right? Because he's flashy and easy to like and, you know, in charge of the best team in football and maybe the best current quarterback. So really the question is, is Justin Herbert as good as he appears to be? And is he going to win that thing this year, next year, the one after? Yeah, I think he's every bit as as good as he appears to be. Maybe better. We'll see. And um, I think that with the NFL in general, they don't like to have the same MVP too often, you know. Mahomes could win it that's every true. year. He could win it every year. He's that good. But that's true. But but the storylines change, and you know, there's usually there's usually two or three guys over the course of one season that just they're just crushing it, and they you know, and if you think about the past MVPs, like Matt Ryan won it one year, and he totally deserved it, but he hasn't deserved it before or since, right? Mm. Cam Newton, like right. those guys, just had like the outlier seasons where everything came together and their team was just way above expectations and clearly driven by the one guy. Yeah, those kind of MVP seasons, they kind of jump up and establish themselves in a way, you know? Uh, yeah, I guess so. The narrative takes hold, and then everybody kind of gets on board with it. But uh, 
Mahomes is kind of struggling for his standards this year, and KC got smacked around quite a bit last night. It never felt like it was in doubt. Because it's the Chiefs, you're like, ah, maybe they could come back, but Buffalo smacked them around pretty good last night, and uh, they looked very, very impressive. It's the first time in a long time that you're like, the Chiefs aren't inevitable at all. No, I agree. Yeah, you're right. And and the Bills looked great, and that's we thought that was going to be their their biggest competition, and they're proven to be exactly that. And the Browns are good, and you know, there's a lot of good teams. So for all those reasons, I'm going to say Justin Herbert gets the league MVP before Mahomes does. Wow. But I mean, just to even have this conversation is is such a credit to this kid. I mean, he's he's such a kid. He's crushing, man. He's crushing it right now, and he makes it look easy. You know, he's one of those. Uh, if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, how sad are you that your team picked Tua instead? Oh, there's a lot of people that are really upset that they didn't take Herbert. For sure. When did he go? Like number 10 or something like that? I want to say it was right after Tua. It was maybe six or seven. Can we pull that up? Ethan, you got <laughs> use your wacky fingers to uh, find us an answer. Justin Herbert draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> Use your wacky fingers, he says. <laughs> he was top ten. I mean, he was he was highly touted, but it did seem like there was a drop off after Tua to the next quarterback. What do we got? We got an answer. Number six. Yeah. <laughs> Number six in the draft. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh well, that's pretty high. I mean, what do you want? What do you want from a guy? And I think two of the picks ahead of him were quarterbacks, right? It was Burrow and Tua. I believe so. Yeah, for sure. Burrow and Tua, yeah. So let me ask you a question. You might be a little bit biased here, but I think this is legitimate. It's a legitimate fodder, and it's worth having the conversation around this one guy in particular and just a general feeling of let's get somebody else a chance to be MVP that's not a goddamn quarterback. Right. Right? We're always talking about quarterbacks. I feel the same way about the Heisman. Right. I agree. So who is more deserving? Let's say hypothetically, the Falcons go on a run and they become a playoff team and they make the playoffs. They have a good year. Who's more deserving than Cordaro Patterson right now as a possible MVP candidate that's not a quarterback? He's been fun to watch. I mean, he's not on the field and he's kind of, I mean, he's flashed. He's fun for fantasy, but he's not a mainstay player yet. He's a, he's, he's getting there. He's tearing it up and no one expected him to tear it up. And I love the story of a guy who's been around for whatever it is, nine years and sort of was like relegated to go run back the kicks because we don't know what to do with you for a while. And now he's just a flashy, like fantastic part of the offense. And he's still not really defined. Is he a running back? Is he a wide receiver? He's he's one of these slash players, which is actually, if it's not, if it's good timing, a good segue to kudos and taps on the back. Oh, taps on the back. I'm reaching all the way from out here on the West Coast into your backyard to give kudos to Kadarius Tony. Wow. Okay. Okay. Listen to this stat line, everybody. 13 targets, 10 catches. 189 yards, one helmet punch, <laughs> one ejection, 
and one accidental angry headbutt of a coach on his own sideline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was a monster. You know what? I think there's a parallel for him. I think he's, first of all, Urban Meyer, he's the one that Urban Meyer talked about, the one that he was saddest that was off the board before it was their pick, right? We talked about this the other day. They ended up drafting Travis Etienne. And Urban made the, I mean, among the other 15 weird things he's done since he started coaching there, he made the weird choice of answering this question kind of frankly and talked about how disappointed he was they couldn't get Kadarius, which... Etienne's watching this interview, dumbass. Like, have some <laughs> diplomacy. But I think Kadarius might be this. I'm, I'm again. This is way too early, but this is like putting Justin Herbert in the Hall of Fame. Like, I think Kadarius might be this year's Chase Claypool, where he's like fantasy managers kind of forgot about him. At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. He's a first-round pick, high-pedigree draft guy. But he had all these like good receivers in front of him in the same way that Claypool did last year where they had two great receivers in front of him. They're like, hey, he's never going to get the ball enough to be worthy of. And in Kadarius' case, everyone in front of him is now in the mash unit. So that's how he got <laughs> some space. Yeah. But I think he's one of those guys that just has this like freakish athletic ability and will just emerge from the ashes and stand out from the pile, even if it's a big pile. So Yeah. I mean, I picked them up off waivers in our 16-team league. And so I guess our league agreed with the Giants coaches. I guess he wasn't ready for primetime in the first three games, and now he's a pro bowler. So Right. Hey, to be on to be in the conversation and to be an exciting NFL player in your first real game where you emerged and broke out. So, hey, kudos, man. A lot of kudos. And by the way, he just he grazed the helmet punch. By the way, he didn't. Yeah, he kind of missed the helmet. Didn't really land it, which is probably a good thing. We might be talking about another finger injury. <laughs> I've never been an NFL player, so it's hard for me to judge, but. I've never been on the fire of those, you know, high T and in your face and frustration and athletic, like this monstrous go get the guy kind of thing and then angry. And But I think punching a guy in a helmet is uh, it's pretty dumb. It's not advisable, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a neck chop. Give him a poke in the ribs. Hey, yeah. Go, go uh, you know, three stooges and poke him in the eyeballs. You really want to hurt this guy. <laughs> Punching him in the helmet is it's almost like a sketch about the wrong thing to do there. No, it really is. I think he was fired up maybe because they knocked Daniel Jones out. <laughs> and there's a bit of a skirmish leading up to it. But yeah, is it an automatic suspension for throwing a punch? Do you get suspended a game? I feel like it's not automatic. I think it's not automatic. I think it's almost certainly a fine and then maybe suspension it's a case by case i think okay if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah well, hopefully he's gonna be all right for next game because they don't have a lot of bodies left <laughs> <laughs> but uh surprisingly i'm gonna stay with the same game for the taps on the back actually uh and all right i'm gonna give a shout out to uh the dallas cowboys um trevon Diggs. oh yeah 
who is just absolutely tearing it up. Tearing it up. He's got, what, six interceptions? I think an interception in every game that he's played in so far. He's the brother of Stefan Diggs and used to be a receiver, so he's got some ability with the hands. He can go up and get it, and uh, he is absolutely tearing it up. He looks so fluid. He looks like a receiver playing defense. Yeah, he really does. Boy, he's having a great run. I actually read somewhere this week that when Nick Saban moved him from wide receiver to defensive player, he cried. Yeah. And now he's thrilled that Coach Saban made that move for him, which is, wow, that's an interesting. So uh, taps on the back to Trevon Diggs. He got another one this week, and he just keeps going. Taps, baby. Taps on the back. (laughs) From one DB to another. Uh Our uh, Dallas Cowboy fan from Idaho is saying, woo <laughs> Yeah, we don't often <laughs> talk nicely about the Cowboys here, but I got to give credit where credit's due. The Cowboys are good this year, man. This is the first time we could earnestly say that in several years, I think. And Yeah, there's another comment here from Matt here, and I agree with this. Aikman was comparing him to Dion. I mean, he looks like it. You kind of see it. Strong words. Don't don't let Glenn hear this shit. Where, by the way, where is Glenn? Is he getting know. in here? I guess we're gonna soldier on without him. Did uh, we did we aggravate him by putting him late in the show? He's like, ah, I'm just gonna go drinking instead. He's on Key West time, I guess. <laughs> I've got a quiz ready to go. I want him to be a part of it. Oh, well, well, I guess we're gonna miss him. Okay. All right. Oh, let's do a couple promotional things. Uh I am happy to announce that I have been invited to participate in the Acme Comedy Company 30-year anniversary. It's my favorite club. It's the place we did, you and I did the uh, most recent Kostaki album live at Acme. That's coming up here at the beginning of November. It's amazing, the lineups. They're doing five shows. Each show is totally different. Each show has four headliners. There's some freaky good comics, including Jake Johansson and Mary Mack and Brian Miller amongst others. Never heard. So it's yeah, so it's going to be fun. I'm I'm flattered and uh, thrilled to be a part of that. I am doing some stuff back on the road the following week. I'll be in Indianapolis as we mentioned. And check my calendar. I'm I'm back on the road. This month I'm going to be home and then after that I'm back out and about. It looks like we've talked a few people into watching us who have been listening to us, and we love that. And we also like to convert people the other way. If you're watching and haven't listened, do that. Check us out anywhere you get your podcasts. We're doing this every single week. And if you're uh, gung-ho enough, jump into the Patreon, and we'll do it twice a week for you. We're doing it anyway. Come join us. Um, <clears throat> uh, come join us in the, uh, in the Pick'em League. We're doing weekly prizes. Hey, that's a good segue. You're in first place right now. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to win. I think you're going to win. Don't blow it. I didn't I didn't go in and do the math and see who has points left and who could pass you and all that. Are you could you be beaten? I looked at it and I think uh just the people that were closest to me, it looks like they used all their big scores already. So I think I'm going to win. I actually gave this some thought though because the prize, I'm not the biggest Bob and Tom fan. I didn't listen to it. So <laughs> That's right. I, this is this is my proposal to you, if I do indeed win, which I think I'm going to, is that is it weird to re-gift it and pay it forward? 
It's funny you say that. We have we didn't talk about it, but I was thinking maybe we could trade. We get you a different prize and put that one back in the pool. Maybe that. Okay, yeah, I'll go for that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll get you an all pro lines t shirt or something. Because yeah, like I know it's a lot of listeners, Bob and Tom listeners that are in that pick'em league, so it's like <laughs> they would appreciate the the stuff way more than I would. Funny enough, we had the same thing last week. What Willie Griswold won, and the prize is a CD from Augie Smith, which right. you know Willie Griswold grew up in the, it walking through piles of comedy CDs as a child. Right? Yeah, know? yeah. He doesn't need anymore. And I just threw away freaking a hundred CDs this weekend, so I don't need any more CDs, man. Yeah, that's right. Well, we'll sort you out if you win. We can uh, we can save this prize for another for another winner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if someone else wins, congrats. Congratulations, but yeah, I'm happy to pass that along to somebody else for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, come join us. We we have weekly prizes. You probably if you join now, you probably can't catch anybody for the uh, season long prizes. Oh, but yeah. most of the prizes are week to week, so you start fresh. Come join us. You and- know what? How about this? This is a good call right here. I think Ron's one of our best fans. If I win, I'll send it to Ron. Ron's a huge Bob and Tom fan. In fact, when I met him, he was wearing a shirt. A retro Bob and Tom shirt from like 20 years ago. Like he's he's old school Bob and Tom fan. Ron, it's all yours if I win, buddy. I appreciate the support. We love you here. So if I win, it's going to you. That's good. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good way to do it. Okay, cool. All right. Happy ending either way. Unless, oh, it, well, unless someone else wins, in which case it'll be a happy ending for them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just not for you, Ron. <laughs> Uh, she says all pork line shirt we should get you one of those we should yeah we should absolutely get that designed and throw that on the tea public man (laughs) where's where's glenn he's here he just popped in he's here yeah get him in here we'll do we'll start the quiz all right all right all right kids put your thinking caps on it's quiz time Good to see you, buddy. That guy sounds like a redneck. Yeah, <laughs> he does. It's funny, man. When we did that and you were at my house, your voice was so blown out. And oh, I listened, man, yeah, from Nashville. I listened to the to the intro now, and you're so cowboy twangish with it and so gruff. <laughs> I love it. You're like, and Aaron Hodges. <laughs> I think that was, that was a macho man Randy Savage. So I get a, I get a <laughs> kick out of that. All well, right, we got it. We got Taki. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate Saquon and I hate life. Yeah, I know. But you, you're still alive. You could still win. Uh, Glenn and I are in our uh, our our old league that we've been in for cripes. My first player in that league was uh, Edger and James. I've been playing there for a while, and you guys played in it before I even joined. Yeah, that uh, goes back to mid nineties. That's awesome. So Glenn and I are matched up this week, and my team, which has been underachieving a lot this season, went bananas. Of course. He always saves it for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's all over my face now. I was 0-3 in this league. and this league, the records matter a lot more than other leagues because only four teams make the playoffs out of 12. So, yeah, it was 0-3 is pretty bad. But unless tonight... Yeah, Lamar Jackson a, has the night of his on, life. I mean, a hundred out of Lamar. If you had to pick a guy that you could get fifty-five <laughs> points from, it's Lamar Jackson. 
So, you know, it's not, we're not, I'm not out of the woods yet, but it, on paper, I'll get to two and three. I mean, so honestly, a, you could have gone crazy with Mahomes and Tyreek on me, and you didn't really. I mean, as they that's usually true. go. I mean, yeah, that's true. Those guys were relatively quiet. Yeah. It was, but man, when Saquon, they showed Saquon's ankle from the above shot, I was just like, oh, I go again. Uh, the whole season's gone to hell again. Both leagues. Oh, both, both leagues. leagues. Anchoring in both leagues. That that's was right. all my eggs in one basket. Yeah. And we, and I, I should do a shout out to Randy Huff as well, who's the only undefeated team in the All Pro Lines Listener League, and I'm up against her this week, and she crushed me like a grape. Uh, so she will remain undefeated. Uh, Let's talk All Pro Lines League a minute. That's three uh, in a row in there, baby. <laughs> okay, good. In there, I mean, after the zero two shellackings I took from Andreas and Aaron, you know, and those I was I made good showings in both of them. But now it's things are things are chugging along in the All Pro Lines League. Yeah, you, right, you got good. a decent squad. You'll be able to weather the Saquon storm. You'll be yeah, all right. I mean, at least I do. I mean, Corderell has at least been a, a surprise in there. He wasn't great this week, but right. I think he seems to be a. Oh man! Speaking of the Falcons, Jesus Christ, that was so painful to watch that game in London. It was like it was like <laughs> high school football. It was not the best, but I mean, <laughs> Kyle Pitts was nice, man. It was, it was his first big fun. NFL yeah, game, I really right? Enjoyed Pitts. I enjoyed Pitts. That's hopefully the beginning of an era. We'll but see. our defense, oh my God. It's not it's, good. It's not good. Where, where would you rank them? There's 32 teams, right? Where, They're in the bottom four. Yeah, Stop. that's what I think, too. I mean, overall defense, for sure, bottom four. Oh, so, but broadly, I, mean, I don't think they're—I don't think they're in the worst four teams in the league. They're four worst teams, right? Yeah, There's, worst teams. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to win more than six games. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's seventeen. We, we work to beat the Jets, <laughs> right? Actually, I got an idea for a, a Cordaro Patterson MVP situation playing out. So the Falcons are going to have to get good. We're going to start that campaign. Okay. We can ride him. I mean, how many more years Matty Ice got? I mean, if he doesn't. None, man. He's washed up. He's washed up. He's not washed up. He's washed up. He's He's not in their top 15 problems. They, of course, didn't take Ridley or, you know, know, didn't take him to London. So that was, we, we won with a serious hand tied behind our back. Yeah, and and they and Julio Jones. They didn't bring Julio Jones to London this year either. <laughs> they did forget him. They left him. I don't at the know airport. why they wouldn't bring him. Seems like he would be good to have around. <laughs> Pitts finally, they were using Pitts right. I mean, he can dominate if you just hit him on that seam, hit him on the slant. Come on, he can he can catch twenty passes a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's going to be fun. He's he's going to be he's going to be fun to watch for ten years. So that, that's what you root for in your team. And right? I would also like to point out that I watched the Giants Cowboys and Kadarius Tony is Woo! starting to shake very nicely for all the shit I took for taking him in both leagues. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair, Florida, Florida fuck. Love me some Gators. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of college football, Kostaki. number one baby. Woo! Who's number one? Who stayed up late Saturday night? Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Oh. Go dogs. Go Finally, dogs. George's the number one, something that other country. than Dukes of Hazard action figures. <laughs> number one <laughs> in all senses of the word, mostly defense. I was sh- I was shocked to hear this. You probably know the college stats more than I do. I heard some stat on the radio that this is the first in-season number one for Georgia since 82. Like there was a preseason we were, number one. We were preseason number one with Stafford. 
Is that the last time we were number one? I think it was 80-something. I think it was oh, 82. Yeah. We've been the hell out of number two, though. Hold on a second. Yeah, huh? that's right. <laughs> We've probably been number two more than anybody in that time. Yeah, period. that's right. <laughs> Let's just ponder how long it's been real quick. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this is a the, <laughs> the, the terror of the jungle? That guy. You got to get Bruce Willis to kill that guy in a, in a tall <laughs> building the at the end of the movie. <laughs> Maybe Steve the gall. Uh, all right, we already did the intro music for we the did. quiz. Right. Should we should we get Ethan involved there? Let's square it out. Ethan. <laughs> Ethan has zero chance of getting any of these right. Yeah, I don't know anything. I'll try. The category, Ethan, let's see. Okay. NFL player nicknames. Oh, okay. okay. Are you buzzing in or yelling out? Oh, that's a good question. You got to direct who, you, who you're uh, asking it I, to. Oh, let's, let's do it this way, because if you think you know, hold on and let the other guy answer first. That's the way I do it in class. <laughs> okay, that's 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 probably best. <laughs> Feel free to chime in, Ethan. I'm I'm predicting O for ten for you, but uh, I've been wrong before. Yeah, I guess you. All right, uh, just based on your youth and not knowing anything about football, those are both very <laughs> considerable strikes <laughs> on this kind of a quiz. All right, also a problem for me. Yeah, well, last week we did teams. We did sort of groups, right? We did. We found out the Electric Company, which is a great nickname for the Buffalo Bills offensive line in the 70s because they turned on the juice. Yeah. All right. So this week, individual NFL player nicknames. This one, I think, will start off easy. Aaron's going to know this one because he's the one who told me this. I didn't even know this at the time. Uh, Glenn, if you know this, uh, Ethan, of course, you can jump in. Mr. Big Chest, what player does that refer to? I don't remember ever hearing that. I told you this? Yeah. <laughs> you stumped him. We talked about it. We talked about it a couple years ago. There's a player who called himself Mr. Big Chest. And he's not a giant? No. Can we get a division? Or oh, my goodness. I thought Aaron had had this one. Um, well, he's moved around. I need a hint. He's moved around a little bit. Uh, he was uh, famously uh, trying to think of a hint that doesn't completely give it away. Gastino. <laughs> That's kind of a fun answer. <laughs> I like that answer. Uh, he he played up north and then has recently moved and is a current player who now plays in the south. Damakinsu. No, no, no. He was a stealer. Most of his career uh, was James a Harrison. James Harrison. Antonio Brown, Mr. Oh, Big Chest. You don't remember this? I would have gone with several other names for him. He's Ronald Ocean, <laughs> man. Ronald, he's, he's, that's yeah. Ronald Ocean. He's not Mr. Big Chest. Ronald Ocean. <laughs> Come on, Jerry man. Oliver got yeah, it right. Ronald Ocean. Ocean. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Amish Rifle. Amish. Oh, is that's uh, that's Andy Dalton. No, but you're close. Ah, this is the twist on the Andy Dalton uh, nickname, the Red Rifle. Oh, right, right, right. Different player, but it's clearly a reference to Andy. Amish. Amish. Josh Rose. It's a reference to his look, not his religion. Oh, oh. It's Andrew Luck. Oh, oh, that's a good guess. It should be Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. It's not Andrew Luck. It should be. Not 
No, it should be Andrew Luck. <laughs> His particular beard was particularly Amish. Oh, man. Uh, think, killing me. Think, think other bearded quarterbacks. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. That's correct. Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was almost a tie. You beat the <laughs> All right, this one goes back a ways. Uh, the Ageless Wonder. That's not, nobody can claim that nickname. <laughs> yeah, he played. He played for twenty years for the team formerly known as the Redskins. Oh, is that is that DN? <laughs> D's nuts. What? <laughs> 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 this guy got him. Got him. Out of nowhere. Got him. That's that's actually closer than I thought you were going to get to any of the answers. <laughs> Twenty years. Tony Jurgensen. Twenty years for the Washington Redskins. Daryl Green. Ah, okay. The ageless wonder. Uh huh. All right, moving along here. T Mobile. T Mobile. NFL player nicknamed T-Mobile. This is a modern player, obviously. It's a Tyrod. It's Tyrod Taylor. That's correct. What? Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod. Tyrod. I uh, think the, the A-Train. A That's... Uh, is, is that AP? Nope. Is Peterson? No. Nope. Mm, is that OJ Anderson? Let's say, let's say it's fourth and one. Mm-hmm. All stop. That's correct. Ah. <laughs> in the house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friend of the show. Uh huh. Stink. Mark Schlereth. Mark Schlereth. Uh, of course. <laughs> this little blurb next to it says, a nickname coined by his teammates on the Washington Redskins after <laughs> peeing himself constantly during his career. <laughs> you can bring that up next time you talk to him. I just thought he was a sweaty bastard. I didn't know he was peeing. Uh, the Sheriff. That's Peyton Manning. That is Peyton Manning, correct. Nice. Uh, I'm kicking your ass, Ethan. Guys, I'm good at this. <laughs> uh, Papa Bear. George Hallis. Correct. Old-timey ones. Give me more old-timey ones. All right, here you go, Glenn. Uh, Nigerian <laughs> Nightmare. Christian Okoye. Ah, there you go. One. I knew that was. I thought Ethan had that one for sure. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, no way. The Muscle Hamster. Oh, uh... Is that? Oh, it's Doug Martin. <laughs> Correct. It's Doug Martin. Yo, those crazy fingers are quick on the Google. Google how, do, how did you do that? <laughs> he's Googling. I wouldn't have guessed that. I was going to say Austin Eckler. Originally the nickname of his college girlfriend, who was short but a powerful gymnast, and later became Martin's nickname as well due to his short stature. Mm. <laughs> mm. Three more. Mormon Missile. Which one of the Mormons? Mark Wilson. <laughs> Mormon Missile. Um, Steve Young. Ah, that's a good guess. Steve Young is a good guess. No. It's got to be one of the BYU guys, right? Steve Largent. 
Steve Largent's kind of a fun guest. He catches missiles. I guess this is not a well-known nickname because it is a player that we know well and have discussed on the show often. Oh, and we don't normally call him the Mormon Missile? No, that's not a, it's not a name, name he's known. Well, we will from now on. <laughs> let's, let's see if anyone in the, in the chat gets it. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody knows this one. Nobody that hasn't Googled it. Nobody's, yeah, it can't be. Also, no one's doing well in the chat either. I don't see any correct guesses in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he got a B Jerry Oliver got a B when you guys were all floundering around. Um, Mormon missile is you ready for this one? Taysom Hill. Ah. Norn is this says utility player, uh, a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I don't know if he's BYU. All right. Two more of these. This one's this. These are hard ones. He hate me. Oh, come on. What is his name? That's, That's the only thing name, I know right? him as. <laughs> That's his name, right? <laughs> it's Rod something, ain't it? It is Rod something. I would have I would have not even gotten that. I have no idea. <laughs> Does it end in a ski or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely not a ski. Rod Smart. Uh-huh. Wow, uh-huh. Never Self-bestowed that. nickname in the XFL, and he credits it for getting him attention that led to a break in the NFL later. How fun is that? That's that's before it's time. I mean, that's using marketing. Yeah, that's that's good. He hates it was catchy because it was so weird. <laughs> um, all right, last one. Hausch money. Stephen Hauschka. Stephen Hauschka. I correct. Got that one. I was ahead. You all did. Right. You won. You won that one. I'll even. Uh, let's see. I think the points are, uh, are we going to give him muscle hamster? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess. He, can he, looked it up. he looked it up fast. <laughs> I deserve it. I deserve, <laughs> I deserve it. I need it faster than anyone. <laughs> this is kind of, I, I don't know. I like this kind of stuff. I was, I was surprised how many of these I I were familiar and I didn't know, or I did know, and you know, there's a bunch more. We'll do some more of this kind of stuff going forward. I'm glad you didn't go for any from like the '50s when they were real racist names and stuff. <laughs> oh, you you would have aced that one. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a student of history, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just still still tripping on the uh, the Patreon bonus where you called where you said Kaepernick got all uppity. <laughs> Speaking of Patreon, <laughs> I hope people are listening to the Falcons histories on there. A draw for sure. I don't know because I can't get on there myself. It's on my list. I just finished my taxes. You're, you're at the top of my list. We're going to sort it no, out. No, don't worry. I'm just going to make my mama get one. Come join us on Patreon. Glenn just finished the uh, the Falcons. It's not a trilogy. What's the word for four things? Quadrilogy. Quadrilogy? That's not I a thing. I, I just made that up. <laughs> What is kind that of teacher called? are you? Uh, it's a four-part series of the history of the Atlanta Falcons. It sounds terrible, and it's, and it's actually tremendous. It's uh, painful and traumatic, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's lots of good stuff in the bonuses recently. Uh, Aaron and I did a deep dive on fantasy trades, which has helped me to get Chase Claypool, who is about to go bananas. Juju Smith-Schuster out for the year is the news today. Go Deontay. Uh, okay. Uh, it's going to be a lot more balls available for Chase Claypool. Claypool. Um, 
We also did uh, opening night, the Thursday night. Aaron and I had some uh, very strong beers and talked, and there's some great stuff in the bonus area. Anyway, come check us out. Thank you guys for watching and listening. We very much appreciate you. Uh, shirts available. Come write some jokes at All Pro Lines. Come join, you know, do all the things. You know what to do. We love you. Good luck with your uh, fantasy needs tonight, unless your name is Glenn Grizzard. Go oh, Lamar! Lamar! <laughs> L-A-M-A-R! 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 That's not a thing. That's not a chant. Nobody does that. <laughs> <laughs> Number one dogs! Oh, I'll chant about that. Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Whoa! From Aaron and Ethan and Kostaki and Shad Khan, uh, thanks for listening to All Pro Lines, everybody. See ya. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.